Hey, welcome back, everybody. Time to join us. Today's a celebration on our weekly journey as we strive to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with something not to be celebrated, a very deadly disease, pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. But today, well, we're going to look at the positive side here. We're going to look at the look back at the year that we've just completed, collecting these stories, putting out this show, with the woman behind it all, the inspiration for it all, the 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 sponsor, host, the the executive producer, the uh, the. Uh, Janet for the show. Uh, she does everything. Roberta Luna. Welcome, Roberta. Oh, wow. Thank you for that. I didn't. <laughs> That's a lot, especially when I was only going to be the executive producer, right? How did we get this yeah. far? I don't know. How did you get this whole, I know you came in, you were on another show here, and we started talking about, could this be an ongoing conversation, or is it just a once in a while, somebody shows up, talks about the need, talks about the latest and research, and then that's it, and then you're lost back into the noise. You said, I think this could be an ongoing conversation. Yeah, it was kind of odd. I came in, Don Camber did an interview. She does one every year just before our Purple Stride. Right. And I don't our know. Pu- if, our public affairs director yes, here. Yes, thank you. I was okay. going to say she has her own show, Impact OC, I believe. Yeah. That's the name. And I know when we first came in, I think you probably thought, why do you want to talk about pancreatic cancer? I think you didn't mention that. I mentioned it that <laughs> bluntly to her. I said, oh, my God, what a depressing topic. Who's going to tune? I mean, I understand it's a need to tell these stories, but you're going to bring in a 20-year survivor, and she's going to take you down her journey here and yes in your case there's inspiration and hope but there's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of uh, a lot of people dying off of this thing here so it's when you was a four percent rate of success now it's what up to 10 or nine? now we're up to 11 yes 11. when i was was diagnosed it was four percent and so we've seen the growth not fast enough unfortunately we need to get it there much quicker that but still means 89 percent of people who are diagnosed die right and it's a sad thing to look at and, and we try not to dwell on that because you want to give everybody as much hope as you can and i think hopefully doing this you know these episodes every week gives that to somebody to hear the stories and even though they don't always end the way we would like them of course with more survivors but hearing their journey what they went through what the families have gone through and just so much positivity has come out of yes. every story so no much matter strength. how right here's what i'm amazed at. i'll give you the truth here i was thinking about this show today is just a look back we don't have any guests today here we're just going to look back at the past year what did we learn what did we hear funny sad memorable unusual surprising all those things we learned on this journey because it was a journey we weren't sure it could sustain itself I'm surprised, first of all, this is a journey that can go on forever. I mean, the the stories that you're sharing, I don't know where else people would go to hear this kind of information. Real people telling real stories of what they really went through, how difficult it was, how inspirational it was, how motivational it was, how the good and the bad and everything in between here. Uh, People seem eager to share their journey. Yeah, I think for a lot of reasons, once they, you know, for one, they want to give hope to everybody, even those that have lost somebody, they still want them to see, you know, the fight that they went through and know that maybe it didn't turn out as good for them as it could. But there's still hope for everyone to not to give up, not to let the doctors tell you nobody survives. No, you know, don't look at that. It's 
maybe we didn't survive the amount of time we would have liked to, but there was still some survival there. There was still some positive living, and these people went on, and most of them, even though they were doing treatment and very ill, a lot of them had a very good, positive life and put that out there for all of us to share and be inspired by. And so there is that need to provide a thread of hope, uh, some inspiration for those suddenly facing the unfaceable here. What surprises me also are the stories of the families and the people around them. And when they really get honest and say, I wasn't sure I could handle this. I'm still not sure I can talk about it. It still upsets me three years later, four years later, whatever. And yet, and yet, I can't stop talking about it. I can't forget who they were. So I want to keep their memory alive. I want to continue the fight for them and make some sense out of this tragedy and this loss. Maybe it can help somebody else. That motivation to keep sharing the story. People like JB, who lost his childhood buddy here. And he doesn't, it's not his brother, not <laughs> his mom, but he's taken up the fight and continues the fight. And it sounds like he'll continue the fight for the rest of his life to keep his friends with Tyler. His yes, friends, Tyler. That's Tyler's a memory alive and to make that, see if I can't make that loss. Maybe I can raise awareness, I can help others as they go through the process, and maybe, maybe we can make a difference. Yeah, I think for like for JB and for many of us, the reason why we do keep our loved ones alive and these people, they can't have died in vain. There has yes. to have been something that came out of it, something, I don't want to say positive, but something positive that came out of it. And Tyler was a wonderful young man and not somebody you would ever expect to get Some pancreatic meaning cancer. Beyond, right. Otherwise, it's just a tragedy. And so can I find something worthwhile out of this loss? Exactly. And by continuing to do the fight, that's exactly what, you know, JB and many of us are doing is by keeping it alive and talking about it, making sure that you understand that there can be hope. There is hope out there and don't give up. You know, if you need to see more than one doctor, get more than one opinion, keep going until you feel like you've gotten all the answers you need. Don't let the doctor or anybody else tell you this is the end of your fight. You be the one to decide that. And it's not to say that there isn't a point where some people don't give up or give in or accept where they're at but that's your choice it should be your choice it shouldn't be a choice that somebody's made for you and you know it's it's difficult because i never want to say that when somebody decides to stop treatment or to stop what they're doing they're not stopping the fight they're not stopping they've just decided the best for them is to let nature or god take its course and see where it goes from there and right but it should always be their decision and not somebody in the medical profession or even family telling us you know either stop fighting or continue to fight. You just kind of have to listen to what that person is going through and take it from there. So I thought it would be a lot of stories of people who have an active diagnosis. The majority of the stories we've been have been somebody who have lost somebody and they're continuing their memory and continuing the fight on their behalf. People like JB, like the, who was the young man that came in who lost his father? What a, Trent. Yeah, oh Trent. my God, I'll never remember the, forget the story <laughs> the rest of my life. The short version is, this man's father was healthy he was young his son is about to be born and he hangs on because he wants to meet his son he knows he's not going to live long but he wants to live long enough to see his son and he does and the son of course doesn't remember he's a little tiny just a baby and so he hears this is a way for him to connect with a father he never knew 
that and you know he it's you know it's moving because he what he learned about his dad he learned from his mom family friends it's not something that he experienced firsthand the mere fact that his father fought to hold on that long how important it was for him to at least meet his son for a moment and I think that says a lot about our, our inner strength. I mean, there's things that people will hang on for for whatever yeah, reason. So, right. you know, what is it that determines when you decide, you know, you've had enough? Without any logic, going? without any proof of why, you know, can you will yourself to death? Yes. And can you will yourself to hang on? It seems like many can. I think so. A lot of cases, I've people I've talked to, they whatever it is that they're waiting for, it seems like once that happens or occurs, then that's when they decide it's okay to let go. So yeah, right. I think there's a lot to say about our inner strength and what we are waiting for before we go. So that surprises me, those kinds of stories. What, what do you remember the most? Those are two that just struck me a lot. I know there were a couple that you got choked up about here. Yeah, there were actually, I mean, there's a lot. There's something I can take away from every one of them. But I think one that really did hit me really kind of hard, and I did lose it a little bit, was when Colleen LaSalle was on the show, and she was talking about her husband, John, and learning that he was on a clinical trial, and he was actually testing or on the clinical trial for a drug called Tarceva, which is an oral that I actually used and was very successful for me. So actually meeting somebody who was part of that study just who paved the way up. for you exactly uh-huh. so it was to know somebody who had been part of it you know it just it really uh, choked me up i just had not i mean i've met people that have done a clinical trial but no, no one who had done a drug that i was on so it was very moving and then you have donnie campbell the survivor who treated you know her chemo as a theme day you know she would go out and <laughs> When she was here, you know, we actually did participated in that. We did the Lakers Day, but she would go to chemo, and her support group would, you know, dress up like, like you know, Lakers colors, decorate her area in, you know, Lakers or whatever her theme happened to be for that particular week. So, just different ways to get through the through the tough times. And so, in what seems like an endless sad story or struggle. I see such joy and such defiance and such, uh, you haven't beat me yet here. And you guys laugh along the way here, too. I mean, you find ways to, I guess you either cry or you laugh. Uh, It seems to be the way people deal with this, and maybe both. I think we do a lot of both. We do a lot of laughing, a lot of crying, and, you know, it's that's the emotions that help you get through it, I think, and make it a little bit stronger is is to show that because you can't keep everything bottled up inside. You know, it's difficult enough. The fight is hard. So you have to, and you, I think you have to find either, if you want to say the silver lining, the positivity, you have to find it in every situation. Yes. And you, sometimes you have to dig really deep, yeah, right. but it's there, whether it's bringing people closer. I mean, I remember, you know, the girls that came from oh, Iowa or something. Yeah, thank you. I, was gonna right. say, I mean, you know, for a sister to move closer to the sister that was, you know, fighting with her husband was very moving. I mean, I, I've known them for so long, but I didn't realize that Wendy had moved closer to Kelly to help her with what she was going through. So that was very moving for me and showing the family love. That, Pulling together yeah, at that exactly, moment of crisis. To get help get through it. I'll tell you what else strikes me is how, and I, I'm not surprised at this, because if you talk about my mom or dad dying, my dad died 10 years ago, I can quickly get teary. And, and if I especially we go through the struggle that he went through at the end there, and to hear people tell, like, was it Aggie Hirschberg? What's yes. Who lost her husband. They had some money, so she ended up, I'm going to devote, I'm going to 
build a foundation to study this, to support this, to particularly the research up at UCI, the, what's it called, the Hirschberg? The Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer and Research. It's up at UCLA. Something like that. I hope I didn't mess it up totally. It's or, up at UCLA. You yes. Can, or you can Google it. And they do walks and other things to support the work that they're doing. So they're not just trying to help people. They're trying to help find a cure or help improve the survival rate here. Yeah. Supporting the research that's so needed in this. Research that doesn't come easily because, one, there's a million diseases, and two, this isn't, while it may be one of the deadliest of cancers, it's not one of the most prevalent or common of cancers. No, it's considered to be a rare cancer, which is odd because you think you run into it quite a lot. But I guess the way they explained it to me is you're looking at, you know, maybe 60,000 that are being diagnosed. When you look at other cancers, you're looking at hundreds of thousands. So that's why it's considered a rare uh, type of cancer. But um, just a real quick to get back to when you mentioned Aggie Hirschberg, they just did a symposium recently. Mm -hmm. And I would really like everybody to kind of tune into that. That will be up on their website pretty soon. Okay. And they had doctors that talked about, you know, the different treatments and different things going on so if they want to check out we'll put it up later i guess the hirschberg foundation but they had a symposium yeah, put it up in the show notes for yeah. this and everything here yeah it's just really great for you to check for people to check out sorry well here she was i don't know how many years ago her husband died it was a number wasn't it? yeah in fact actually they have their 25th anniversary is coming up in july so wow. it'll be 25 years in july that she started her foundation so i'm assuming it was 25 years or thereabouts either was diagnosed or, or died and so she still gets choked up telling the story. She must have told it a hundred million times, and yet every time she relives that. It is, and I mean, even it's the same even for myself. I mean, I lost my dad over 20 years ago, and there are some days I can talk about it very fine, and other days where I think I'm an emotional mess. It just depends. Yeah, but right. it, and it, I think to see somebody like Aggie, who's a very uncontrolled person, breakdown it makes you realize how important this disease is and how important it is to bring out the research and get the word out there so that we can have more survivors and how important it is to keep talking about it even if it's not easy even if it's not comfortable it's not always easy and it really isn't comfortable because you're you're trying to give hope to others but at the same time so many have not survived that you know it's difficult not to talk about it and not to feel it so but we need to keep these faces out there so that people understand we're not statistics. You know, there's mothers, fathers, grandfathers, children, kids, you know, everybody's affected. And we need to do whatever we can, even if it means talking about it, coming outside the box, coming outside your comfort zone. You need to talk about it so we can get the awareness that we need. So two thoughts on that. One is you just went through this spectacular Purple Stride event, the biggest mm-hmm. one I think you've ever held, the biggest one I've ever seen, coming off of two years of not doing one. I wasn't sure that people would all come together again here and remember that habit, but you had 1,500-plus people show up at Angel Stadium recently on the 30th of April. And just show up, wear purple, take a walk around the stadium and inside the stadium on the uh, warning track there. Sort of as a warning to everybody here, (laughs) hey, this is out there. But more than anything else, what moved me was seeing the faces of those some of those you've lost along the way some famous some not so famous some local some national projected up onto the giant jumbotron as people are walking under and underneath their loved ones have written some commentary great mother never quit trying you know still miss you we're fighting for you and then as people walk through holding up the signs of whoever they're there walking for either themselves i'm a three-year survivor five-year survivor or somebody they've lost three years ago five years ago 
that was i don't know why that was so it it brought it home these are real people and it does and that's what's important and we had a larger participation than we expected in 2019 we had 3000 participants mm-hmm. but then we got hit by covid yes, and right. one year we did do a virtual which you know we were pretty successful considering it was virtual but there's nothing like being back in person no. and seeing those faces and being able to hug and just talk to each other and, and to get see together. it projected for the whole world who's there to see up in this giant giant screen that's my mom that's my brother that's somebody i knew and they're wow that just for that moment to get your moment in the spotlight and for everybody say that's why i'm here for for this person and all the others like them yeah and it was very i got to see it beforehand on the friday before just to test it out and it hit me it was emotional then you're getting me teared up again now just just thinking about it because it was it was very important to see those faces up there on the screen to see the teams walking like you say with their signs and for them to look and see their loved one up there just to see the expression on their face when i went back and i looked at the photos my god it was just like i mean it hit me again i was like oh my god this is this is just something and I mean, I, I, I'm almost speechless. But yeah. So how was, did it feel? Your picture was one of those up there. You're the living inspiration. 19, 20 years now? Is I'm it? 20 years April 1st. 20 yes. years. You've, you've survived in a world where, you know, not 20% of people have that sort of track record. But God's blessed you, given you a mission, and you just never keep talking about it or, or keep I don't stop. About it. Yeah, you don't stop. You're the Energizer Bunny here. So there you were out walking. Right after you jumped out of an airplane, you do the, like, okay, another year, oh, another plane. I'll jump out of an airplane. I'll show you uh, how tough I am. I was moved, too, knowing you, as I do now, seeing your smiling face up there. And so all these, we lost, we lost, we lost, we lost. But here's somebody with three years, here's somebody with five years, and here's somebody with 20 years. That, that juxtaposition of both there. Yeah, it, it was a surprise to me because, to be honest with you, I did not submit my, my own photo. So I don't know who did that. I have my, my ideas of the two people <laughs> that might have done that. But, yeah, to see, it was a surprise, like I said, to see myself. But just to see all the, the people up there, and I wish we would have had more, and hopefully next year yeah. we can do that because it's just very overpowering. And I think It was. I can't describe it. I was I was thrilled just to see we were a little media sponsor. We came and streamed part of it live, and just to, st- to stream that continuous slideshow of all these people that they're showing and all the jumbotrons and all the uh, the whole arena throughout the arena all those little tvs that are on the concession stands and everything all everything these faces were brought back to life in a very larger than life way and people looked up and saw themselves walking and they saw their loved ones there and and we're saluting those we've remembering those we've lost and saluting those that are still fighting the fight here and I just found it very moving. I can't explain why. I, I was thrilled just to see OC Talk Radio out there. I, so I can imagine if it was somebody I really knew, just not my logo. Or yeah, no, it, it is. It's very empowering and, and to have all that up there. And again, you know, just for people to see. And it's, I mean, it's quite a different event. It's not really sad. I mean, we, yeah, we have our moments of emotion where we cry, but it's almost like it brings out something different in it people. Does. Um, it does. It, it was a very out. uplifting tribal feel. Like uh, we, we've, we've gone through a lot, but we haven't 
it hasn't defeated us. Right. And one thing I do want to thank you for is being able to come out there and live stream. And I know it didn't go quite the way we planned. But the thing I really love is we have something now. We have that path of heroes. And we'll be putting it out there on Facebook, on LinkedIn, so people yeah. can go back and they can keep watching it over the and over. So it's not something we kept showing on the board. We were taking and streaming that. And then, fortunately, our stream fell apart when we started to get the people walking in the stadium. So I apologize. We didn't. We weren't able to complete that part of it here, but but we were able to get that part streamed. What they were showing on the big screen, we were simultaneously showing on our live stream, and that's saved forever now. Here. Yeah, it is, and it's like I said, it's something we'll be posting and keep out there, and people can go back and look at it whenever they want and have that. To so. remember that, to yeah. feel that. I was here. I mattered. You know, it's like for a moment, uh, the, the famous in World War II, there was some anonymous guy who wrote on every ship, every crate that was shipped overseas. Kilroy was here. Just wanted to say, <laughs> I'm part of the fight here. I was here. And I think the same feeling I had, you know, the, the forgotten fallen heroes and the people who were still fighting the fight and leading the fight, sponsors of survivors, of families of loved ones walking and remembering every year, year after year. That's amazing. It is. And, I mean, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, to be honest with you, but it, there was something different about seeing my loved ones up there on that, that big screen. I agree. And I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I hate to say I'm not a huge baseball <laughs> fan, but I was very moved to be in that stadium at that moment and to see that. Yeah, because how many people can say my loved one was up there on the Jumbotron or the Anybody. scoreboard or whatever? How whatever, crazy you know? people go when they catch you on the kissing cam <laughs> and for two seconds you kiss your loved one and, and that's me in front of a million people. Uh, you know, this was that and more. It was being live streamed around the world. It was being shown to all the thousands of people there. It was very moving it to was, see it and in a way I didn't expect. And I thank everybody for coming out and participating. I know everybody was a little bit skeptic and not sure, but you know, I think we did the best we can to make it as safe as possible and I think everybody enjoyed it. We had yeah. the Japanese drummers out there, which were really great. They, they did cool. something on the stage, and then they were around the big A, so that apparently that's a little bit of the, I don't want to say boring part of the walk, but can be, so they were out there encouraging people. But you don't see anything, you're just outside the stage. Yeah. When you really come through those tunnels in the back, in the outfield, and then you walk through around that warning track all the way around, and then you look up and you see yourself, you see your loved ones being flashed or people you know, and then you see yourself flashed up there a moment on the kissing cam on the giant big screen and i just people stopped they hugged they cried they laughed they pointed it was just watching their reaction to this it had more meaning you, you weren't just in a park walking right. on a sleepy saturday morning with a few people saying gee we're just here in remembrance to continue the fight it, it, it took on a bigger maybe because of the multimedia aspect and being on the this is a historic field famous players walk there famous yeah, exactly. things have happened yeah it just i mean like i said every walk is awesome every walk is great but there was something special about this one a little bit more special than the others i don't know if it was because we were gone for two years maybe uh, maybe a combination of that and like i said being up there on the giant scoreboard and seeing your loved one up there there just was something special about purple stride this year and we hope to continue to do some more live streams and continue with what what was started so. so here's a couple other things i jotted down that that struck me that uh, that i remember some funny some sad you talked about the stories of the people who have lost somebody and how emotional that is and yet how motivated they are to keep their memory alive and to keep the fight going and to help others what they wish they'd known as they went through these struggles and tips, ideas, suggestions, how to handle it, how to deal with it, and just talking about things. 
I got frustrated. I got scared. I got upset. I couldn't handle it. I did handle it. I didn't know where to go. I don't think anybody's ready for this journey when they're thrust onto it, are they? No. I mean, to be Friends, told. Friends, family, and, and the people it's affecting, nobody's ready to take this walk. No, and when, you, when they tell you have pancreatic cancer, it's, I think, for most people, at least that I've dealt with and talked to, the first thing they think about is, oh, my God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going right. to survive. And so, for one, we want to change that outlook because it is, it is possible. But it, it's difficult. It's difficult for the families. I mean, you find, you know, you're, you're trying to always be positive, but at the same time, you want to be realistic as yes. well. Right. But tell me the truth. Exactly. It's like, don't beat me over the head with it, but I do have to at least know it to begin with and then so I can move on. And, and so there were I many mean. instances where you talked about, you know, how do you deal with <laughs> the, the shows on funerals I thought were amazing. <laughs> just to, just to ha- broach that subject in a world we can't even say the word death. We, we lost somebody. They passed away, you know. No, they died. Yeah. And uh, we can't even use that terminology, nor do we seem to want to have funerals or, or anything other than quick momentary celebrations and keep it positive and move on here. But you talked about making plans and, you know, and being ready and helping families handle what many of them will have to handle, unfortunately, in this process still here. And, and of course, the one that I'll never forget, and you talked about, well, so I've talked about my funeral, and I've written it down, and by God, I want to make sure that we emphasize the first three letters. I want to see a little fun in funeral. I thought, well, there's a whole, that could be a whole show right there. How to put more so. fun in a funeral here. Pinatas. And, <laughs> well, I don't know I'd go the piano, <laughs> that route, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it, I mean, it's a sad time, but it's something that we're all going to go through, and I think it, you make it easier for everybody involved if we sit down and talk about about what do you want when you die? What do you want us to do? What is the best way we can honor you? And get that down so when that day comes, because it will come for all of us, whether it's pancreatic cancer, That's true. something else, old age, whatever, it's going to come, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it. But to have it so you know what your loved one would want would make it so much easier. It takes some know? of the tension off, take some of the, the pain off, take some of the worry, anger, don't fight about it, don't stress about it. Here's what I want to do. And... What you seem to want to emphasize, which I think we all want to emphasize, yeah, I I guess I want everybody to shed a little tear for a moment and remember old Paul, but I don't want everybody to cry and throw (laughs) themselves on the grave and everything. I'd like to feel that I left something behind that they can remember and laugh at and celebrate, too, here. I think so. I mean, I I hope I think of myself as kind of a fun person. I mean, maybe nobody (laughs) else does, but, you know, so I, when I'm gone, I, that's how I want to go out is with that memory that she liked to have fun. She liked to live life. And we need to continue that to honor me. Don't sit there and cry. It's not going to do any good. Cry your tear. But then after that, let's have a good time. And please continue with the movement. Continue to bring awareness to pancreatic cancer. Don't let my death stop that. Continue fight even harder because there's so many important people that we need to fight for but it just makes everything so much easier i think the worst thing and the best thing my doctor said to me was go home and put your house in order yeah it upset me it made me mad that he said that but at the same time i had to stop and think he's right i need to make sure that all my insurance is taken care of everybody knows again like i said what i want to do when you've said what you need to say you've done what you need to do and you can be as prepared as you are for the thing you can never be fully prepared for right right? it just makes it easier for everybody all the way around if you just sit down and and talk about it well on a positive note too you've also done some shows i hope we can do more of them where you talk about research and other things you've had some doctors come in and talk about things that that this is an ever-changing field there is advocacy going on every year you go back to washington to try and 
make a stand, make a statement, get some attention for more dollars. And there are groups like Hirschberg that are privately funding research and whatnot. There is hope that's changing. It's gotten better. It's doubled. Yeah, we finally doubled. The, that's what our goal was to double by 2020, and we we did that. Rate, yeah. Yes, we did do that. And advocacy day normally we do go in person, but the last few years because of you know COVID we weren't able to. And this year we decided uh, we would do one more virtual. So that will be coming up pretty soon, so people can go learn about that at pancan.org and learn about advocacy and the importance of sharing your loved one's story but also it makes a difference when you're talking to your representatives yes and you don't have to you know beat them up with the statistics because they get all that we send them everything but what we noticed is when they hear your story that's what really touches them yes and there's that's a what connection really then it. and you're somebody it's not just some anonymous faceless group of people i'm dealing with these are real people i know these people now yeah and it, it just makes a difference and pancan was able to get a bill signed in five years which is almost unheard of and it deals yeah. with the eight deadliest cancers as well as pancreatic cancer but it's something that we're all very proud of because we had we were there at the capitol we were talking to our representatives and trying to you know make a difference and which we have done so but well, we need to continue we need people to get more involved i hope this show has made a difference i think it's made a difference it's okay open people's eyes up to this it's allowed people to share their stories remember their loved ones share the struggle share some hope share some fears be honest and open and tell real stories about when i really was down and really didn't know if i could deal with it and how i got through these things and and why i continue the fight and why i keep uh, these memories alive yeah, and I think it helps to talk. It helps to, it to hear their stories and try to get something from each one. And I think we can always take away something. There's always a positivity in everybody's story. There's always a lesson to be learned here. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> you can still teach old dogs new tricks, right? That's right. And I <laughs> learned nothing else that I'm going to start thinking of putting a little fun in funerals here. <laughs> <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of that one here before. There you go. All right. Well, thank you for putting some fun and some bright uh, moments in to my life here and to our audience's life how do people reach you if they want to come on the show or learn more or connect with you or anything here well they can reach out to this to was octalkradio.net i yep. believe yep they can or, contact us through this yes or they can go to livinghope 2055.com i believe something like that we'll okay. put it out there i'm sorry you all right surprised and you me. have a facebook group that we're <laughs> yes. streaming on now right here we have so. facebook we're on we're on twitter we're on instagram and we're on linkedin so we're getting all over and we have a website that we're reconstructing so we'll building a that. community of conversations you're not talking to people you're talking with people and that's it. We want it to be a conversation and not, you know, just a group of people getting together. And again, I want to thank everybody who has been part of that from the very beginning to the first guest to the last guest and everybody in between. And Paul, you and Don as well for getting this whole thing started. So I, thank you. I'm thrilled to be part of it. And I look forward to seeing where it goes from here because I want to feel like we're part of the building of the community the sharing of these stories to make it a little easier make it a little clearer how to deal with these things give people some hope give people some inspiration give people some education and give people a place where they can go and gather and share support each other here. yeah and just feel like they're not alone and know that they can reach yeah. out to us if they need anything and we'll help them the best we can and hopefully you know just to make a difference and just to, to don't give up 
Don't give up. Well, I'm not going to give up. It's each and every week. We're here. We're committed. I know you're committed to being here. We probably should all be committed somewhere here. <laughs> but uh, thank you for coming in and sharing what you do and collecting these stories, not just your story, which is inspirational enough, but all the other real-life stories of people, how they really deal with this and go through this. I think that's got to help people who are uh, struggling with it right now or who've gone through the struggle themselves. I think it helps to share and support and talk about these things, I think. I think so, too. And their stories are just as important um, as mine. Or any, or we've talked a lot about celebrities. They're all just as important. And yeah. we need to get them out there and share them. So please, you know, help us out. Share share the... Any, any quick uh, tease as uh, coming up? You got any interesting <laughs> stories coming up or guests or ideas? or? Well, we have. We want to be dealing with the use of cannabis and how that has helped for Some different things. Some of the alternatives, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, alternative uh, medicine. Right, there's all sort of alternative ideas out there. Of you, you yourself have gone through kind of found sort of a holistic, uh, naturopathic uh, approach to your journey here, and we don't know, but it seems like it's working for you here. Well, so far, and we just want to give, you know, the opportunity for people to learn about more research, and I'd like to try to even do some more live streaming. Maybe at some point when we're at Advocacy Day again, we can try something like that, just to, it's just a really, I mean, emotionless. It was just great to see you at at Purple Stride and to have that, so I would really like to try to do more of that this year as well. Happy to do it. Any way we can share your stories or tell these stories or get people together, that's the whole idea. Give them a place to go, because other than that, I don't know where do you go gather you've said before you feel so alone when you start this journey your family doesn't know what to do and so you go on the internet and start googling stuff and it's all bad and uh, it's all confusing it's all contradictory and that just makes it makes it worse yeah we always tell people please don't google and you know of course they do right but um if we just have some place we can recommend and refer them to which you know we've been using pancan.org a lot also hirschberg has has great information yeah. there's a lot of them out there let's garden let's win so pick something that's reputable if you're going to google and just put their name in yeah. and just don't google pancreatic and then cancer. start the conversation or join the conversation exactly. where you talk to your doctor you talk to others survivors or support groups and survivor groups and whatnot or people have gone through this journey how do i handle it what do i do what's the best way any advice you can give me on how to do this and then the latest and greatest information of what what to do and if you don't like or you're not sure what your doctor's telling you get that second get that third opinion and if your doctor's upset about it then i'm sorry i would maybe even think about choosing another doctor what works for you find what works for you because it's your path your journey and uh and you'll find lots of similarities but lots of unique things along the way here too so All right, well, it's been a unique story. I look forward to continuing into year two of Living Hope. (laughs) Who would have known? (laughs) Well, who would have known when we started this journey a year ago that we'd be here celebrating one year of sharing stories, collecting stories, and providing hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. If you'd like to share your story, please call us here at the station. Send us an email, paul at octalkradio.net. And if you or anyone else you know needs help today, there are lots of places. We've given you a couple. We'll give you one more here. The local patient services number for PANCAN, the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. 877 the number two pan can p-a-n-c-a-n because the answer is there is hope there is a place to hold your hand and walk with you just as we all walk together on angel stadium 
and we hope you'll walk with us as we share this journey week in and week out right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net, streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center.